What up, fuckers? It's Andy of the One Up Pod. You just found me implausibly running a cute, low-stakes farm. When I'm not busy tending to the land that I inherited from a benevolent grandparent, I like to relax with a cosy life simulator. Two of the best examples in this genre are Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing's New Horizons. Stardew Valley was originally released on PC in 2016, developed by one-man dev studio Concerned Ape, aka Eric Barone. It has subsequently been released on all major platforms, and fucking Teslas too apparently. As of March 2022, the game had sold 20 million copies, making it one of the best-selling indie games of all time. Animal Crossing New Horizons was released in 2020 by Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch, during the initial COVID-19 lockdowns. As a result, the game was a massive success, giving people around the world a chance to escape their grim reality and at least simulate the idea of going outside and socialising. It now stands as the 16th best-selling game of all time, selling a staggering 43,380,000 copies. Both games are standouts in their genre and hugely popular, but which one is better? I'm going to find out today for 1UpPod's video game deathmatch, Stardew Valley versus Animal Crossing New Horizons. The episode will be split across five rounds. Visual presentation, sound and music, NPCs, gameplay, and special events. The game with the most wins will be declared the winner. <coughs> right, I've got to plant some seeds in the fields ahead so you can follow me and we'll get started. Round one, visual presentation. sake, the farmhand I hired didn't till the fucking fields. <sighs> I guess I'll have to do this myself. Right, <clears throat> time to hoe it up. So let's talk visual presentation. Stardew Valley has a beautiful pixel art style. It's lush and colourful, with every season having a vibrant and appropriate colour palette. The plants all look distinctive, the animals are all adorable. There's also a lot of solid, easy to understand visual language, such as communicating when certain actions won't work, or how a character is feeling. One minor criticism would be it's not wholly original in its style. It's a strong example of pixel art, but it's not doing anything massively original with the style. Looking at the user interface for the game, the UI is solid and about as unobtrusive as you could hope for for something that requires this many moving parts to work. I especially like the way the game conveys fatigue to the player with the energy bar quaking and sweating. Speaking of sweating, god damn this is hard work. <sighs> right, time to plant some more delicious, iron-rich spinach. The local kids keep stealing it. I think they think it's a weed. That means they're probably having the worst possible parties right now, so I think that probably makes us even. Animal Crossing has a very distinctive art style. There is nothing else out there that looks like Animal Crossing. Every character is uniquely styled and instantly recognisable. The visual storytelling with these characters also works incredibly well. 
You always know what they're trying to communicate to you with their emotes and other reactions. The locations are lush and beautifully textured. There's something really soothing about seeing the waves lapping on the coast, or the way a patch of flowers sways as you pass through it. The UI is clean and unobtrusive. It's always easy to follow all the information on screen without cluttering it in any way. <sighs> I think that's everything here. I should probably get out of here before the automatic sprinklers activate and then... Fuck. Shit. Fuck. God fucking... Ah, God damn it. Ah. The winner for this round is Animal Crossing. Shit. I'm drenched like a bastard now. Let's go get changed. Round two, sound and music. Ah, <sighs> good. All clean and dry and freshly dressed. Right in time to go feed the cows. The sound of a farm is quite calming once you get used to all the weird smells. The sounds of a life sim are also a big part of how relaxing the whole game feels. Stardew Valley has some absolutely stunning musical arrangements. Each season feels thematically apt, and the core themes all feel like a continuation of each other, an evolution of the same vibe through the influences of each passing month. The other themes are also lovely and memorable and calming. The use of sound effects and ambience is similarly superb. The sounds of a tree being chopped, the churn of barrels producing jams, the crunch of the ground beneath your feet, and the sound of rain is particularly soothing to hear through the day. We're at the barn now. Hello my lovelies, how are you all today? Fantastic. Okay, so I've brought some grain to start you all off, and then I'll send you off to the fields to graze yourself silly. How's that? Great. Here you go, Doris. Animal Crossing has some truly iconic tunes on its soundtrack, and the addition of some charming KK slider records that you can collect and listen to at home. And here's some grain for you, Petal. But the collection of tunes makes for a far less complete and compelling tapestry of sound. It never feels like part of a bigger thing. They're all quite distinct and singular sounds. And some for you, Broccoli. They're all good, they just don't coalesce in quite as satisfying a manner. And here's... Ah, fuck! Oh, Mimsy just bit me. Ah, shit. Well, ooh. Hopefully they don't get a taste for human blood after that, or I'll be in real trouble. <laughs> what a weird thing to think aloud. Alright, that's enough grain feeding for today, everybody. Off with a lot of you. Go have fun in the field. The sound effects in Animal Crossing are fun, and the way the characters speak is obviously iconic, in the same way an adult in the Charlie Brown cartoon speaking is iconic, memorable, and immediately recognisable. I've got to go check on some of my current crops, so I'll pop my head back in the farmhouse just to collect my gloves. Just give me a second and I'll be right- What the fuck? Ah! Oh my god! Someone smeared the walls in my farmhouse to this- Floor to ceiling and shit. Ugh. Ah. Ah, we close the door. Oh. I know for sure the cows didn't do this. They were with me the entire time. It's got to be the work of the pigs. 
Officers Greg and Bayleaf. They hate my guts ever since the Harvest Festival jam I made poisoned the sheriff. Okay, I'd better go back in there and clean this up. The winner for this round goes to the game with the more complete and immersive experience, and that is Stardew Valley. Ugh. Round 3. NPCs. Oh, what the fuck now? <coughs> Fucking crows. Get off my spinach! Get out! Go! Get out of here! Fuck off! Goddamn parasites! Right. Right. I need to make a scarecrow. I've absolutely had enough of this. I need to make sure it's scary enough to deter crows and also vengeful local cops. So I'll try to build it to look like an internal affairs officer. <clears throat> right. Despite this current situation, my sense of community spirit has only grown since I started life on this farm. That's why I have it written into my will that in the event of my death, my remains are turned into hamburger meat and slipped into the local supply chain, without telling anybody. It's just my way of giving back. The characters that surround you in a life sim are equally as important. Stardew Valley has a great cast of characters, each with their own backstories and interests. There are quirky characters, there's antagonistic characters, there are some really sad characters. It's a game that's not afraid to get a little dark and depressing in spite of the cheerful exterior. It adds a bit of texture to the whole thing. Right, where's all that hair? I think I left it in the shed. Animal Crossing's selection of characters is iconic and immediately endearing. There are, of course, the island mainstays like Tom Nook, Isabel, and K.K. Slider, and then there are the islanders. Every player's game will have a different selection of locals. The game can be tailored to your specific interests and quirks. My game features Scoot, a small duck obsessed with working out. And I love him. And I can't stand exercise. So that's how you know he's a lovable character. I will gladly listen to that little bastard talk about the burn and staying on the grind, because he's just a good dude. Ah, for fuck's sake. One of the fucking wild goats that lives on my farm's borders got into the shed and has eaten all of my hay. I'm pretty sure the crows and the goats have unionised, but I can't prove it without looking insane. <sighs> this fucking sucks. I guess I'm not making a scarecrow. I'll just have to resort to shooting things with my shotgun. Both games have a great cast of characters, but I think the unique vibes that come with the random assortment of NPCs on your island makes Animal Crossing far more interesting and entertaining. So the winner for this round is Animal Crossing. Oh, there's mail waiting for me. It's a flyer advertising the Moonlight Jellyfish Festival. It's down at the promenade later tonight. I've never been to one of these. They only happen once a year, so this is pretty exciting. I could really do with a break from all this farm bullshit. I'll just leave the shotgun here though. Unless... No, I should leave it. Round 4. Gameplay. I'm walking along the river to go to the village. Looking forward to the Moonlight Jellyfish Festival later on. I've still got some time to spare, so I thought I might get in a spot of fishing. Stardew Valley has a wealth of things to do. Farming is spread across hoeing fields, planting seeds, watering crops and harvesting. Raising animals involves you collecting their produce, 
either from collecting off the ground or milking or shearing the animals personally. The foraging mechanics are split across chopping wood, breaking rocks and cutting grass. This helps supply resources for building. It's all very straightforward, the inputs are the same, but the action changes depending on what object you're holding. Oh, I think I got something. Got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. Got it. I got, I got jack shit. Ah, this fucking sucks. I hate fishing. I fucking hate it. Fuck off. I shouldn't have thrown that in there. That was my grandfather's really expensive rod. Ah, it's a good thing he's dead. We should probably make our way to the promenade now anyway, if we want to catch the festival. Stardew Valley utilises other mechanics, such as a surprisingly sturdy fishing mechanic. It feels hard at first to pick up, but it's quite easy to master. There's also mining, which is an offshoot of breaking the rocks, and there's also a fighting mechanic for when you're braving the monster-filled depths of the mines. Wow, it looks really busy at the prom. It's full-on carnival vibe. There's lights, there's rides, food stands, live music. Hmm. There's an old man selling pieces of wood with platitudes burned into them. I'm just making my way through the crowds. I can see a lot of them already gathering by the water ready for the show. I think I should be able to see it from here though. I'll just sort of wedge myself here behind the town carpenter and the local mysterious warlock. Animal Crossing has some pretty simple gameplay loops, chopping trees, catching butterflies, insects and crabs. They require the same sort of inputs, it just differs depending on what tool you're carrying. You can also plant flowers, fish, build furniture and organise your house. I will say the fishing mechanic is far simpler than the one in Stardew and that can be a bonus to some but I enjoy mastering the fishing mechanics in games, unlike in life, so it was a bit of a letdown this one. Overall, it's a comfortingly simple game to play. Once you understand one or two of the elements of the game, everything else clicks into place. The problem with Animal Crossing is the gameplay loop is limited due to how the way time passes in the game. Animal Crossing progresses somewhat in real time, with every new day beginning when your day begins. This means there's a limit on how much you can accomplish in a day, whereas Stardew Valley can see you spending an entire afternoon of your time that equates to years of time in the game, just endlessly engaging with the gameplay loop. One game is deliberately restricting how much fun you can have in a day, whereas the other one lets you have your fill. Oh, the jellyfish have arrived. Oh, I can't wait. What's going on with these jellyfish? They're flashing in a weird sequence. What the fuck is that? That sound! It's like it's buried in my fucking skull. Ah! Oh, oh this is horrible. I gotta get out of here. Get away from that festival if my head feels like it's gonna explode. Oh, it's Scraps, the dog of the local blacksmith, Grimly. Hi, Scraps! What's wrong, boy? You don't seem right. Get off me, you mangy prick! 
Oh no, you don't. just stomped scraps to death. I need to write an apology letter to Grimly later. I gotta get back to the farm and rub some spinach on this wound. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but that dog just lost its fucking mind. For its commitment to offering a broader range of playstyles, and for having the more challenging and rewarding fishing mechanic, the winner for this round is Stardew Valley. Round 5. Special Events Fuck! Get off me! Get off me! Fucking... Help! Help! Oh no you don't! squirrel just mugged me. Oh, I gotta get home. I've had it with today. All the animals on this path home have gone fucking insane. Oh, thank God. The farm's in sight. Uh, the cows sound a bit unsettled. It's probably that weird sound coming from those fucking jellyfish. So, a big part of life is special events. Holidays, celebrations, traditions. A good life sim should try to replicate that same feeling. The fun of the event, the unique vibes, the anticipation for it to return. These events should be tied to a specific time of the year. Stardew Valley has a great selection of life events, nine in total. Each season has at least two big community events to look forward to, and winter has three of them. I especially love the Night Market and Spirits Eve. The best part of these events is that they get more rewarding the more you have them. You might not win the egg hunt or the fishing competition on your first year, but the more times you go, the better you get. It rewards your time spent in the town, and that's a good way of immersing you in the idea that you're becoming part of a community. Oh wow, those cows are really spooked. Ah, I do not understand what's going on. It seems like they're trying to bust out of the barn. It's a stampede! It's heading my way! Ahoy there, neighbour! It's me, Norland Bristlewood, the local fishing enthusiast! Norland, quick! Run! The cows have gone mad! Oh well, hello there! You're getting awfully close! Uh, ah, there! Ow! Ow! Oh Jesus Christ, the cows are eating Norlin Bristlewood alive! Oh God, we've got to get to the farmhouse and lock ourselves in. <coughs> oh for fuck's sake, the cops have shitted up my house again. This was supposed to be relaxing. Animal Crossing has seasonally themed events. These come with new unlockables and periodic challenges, and lots of cute vibes. Many of the events are just seasonal challenges. The actual holiday level events are limited to eight of them, and they're spread across the calendar year. And this is the thing again with Animal Crossing, as stated earlier, the calendar year passes by in almost real time. 
so you have to wait a long time for Toy Day to roll around, just as you would on Christmas. It's frustrating, and while the events are adorable, they're not really worth the wait, and not really worth returning to a game after a long hiatus, specifically just to play them. Due to the nature of the way time passes in these games, the big events of Stardew Valley roll around more frequently, and therefore you get more time to enjoy them over and over. The winner of this round is Stardew Valley. Fuck, they breached the windows. I've got to get upstairs. The final verdict. I've moved upstairs, and I'm pretty sure cows can't climb stairs, so I should be safe. I think I can probably wait them out now. The winner of this episode of Video Game Deathmatch is Stardew Valley, 3-2. Both games are massively enjoyable, and charming time sucks, but one game just sucks that much harder. Wait, that's supposed to sound complimentary. Fuck, never mind. Stardew Valley offers an endless loop of gaming engagement that gives you far more freedom than any other game in this genre. Quite amazingly, despite the fact that Concerned Ape has begun work on a new game, The Haunted Chocolatier, he continues to support this game with regular updates. Animal Crossing, despite being a superb game and a massive success for Nintendo, way beyond their expectations in fact, it has struggled to maintain any sort of long-term support from the publisher, which has severely impacted player engagement in the long term. The key to a truly great life simulator is the ability to keep you coming back for more. What the fuck was that? I do not fucking believe this. The crows are somehow carrying a cow up the stairway. They really were plotting against me, I wasn't being paranoid. Oh fuck, there's a cow here with me now. There are more already joining it. This is probably it for me, so let's call it a day, why not? Thank you for joining me, and be sure to like and subscribe to get more video game deathmatch goodness in the near future. Follow me on Twitter at truly underscore defective, and follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at one up pod. That's one U P P odd with one D. So I'll see you around, and in the meantime, don't forget to get a life and play. I won't give you the satisfaction of hearing me scream, you bullvine cunts. I'll see you on the burger aisle, you bastards.